reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favor Does Sports. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740. But, of course, always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. With me, as always, the sexual intellectual, the Husky heartthrob leader of the Husky Army, and a man whose Tennessee volunteers pulled off a bit of an upset last night, my man, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? Uh, doing well. I just want to say that was not an upset. Uh, Tennessee's last two ranked opponents they played at home we have been the favorites as we were last night and uh we blistered that big blue ass that's eight straight sec w's and with us we have a special guest the other side of that game the other side of that coin he's the texas heartthrob he's the man with the luscious locks (laughs) king of the death metal scene down there in san antonio my man Deontay Saunders. Deontay, how you doing, homie? I'm doing good as always. Thank you for inviting me back. Third time's a charm, and can't wait to get into it. Also, uh, Barry, that definitely was an upset because, you know, maybe about three weeks ago, as you would say, Kentucky dog walked Tennessee. Cheated is what they do there at <laughs> Rupp Arena. Cheated. And it I, was I, able to digress. A, here's what happened, Eric. I don't know if you've seen it. Kentucky was up 17 to 15. Uh, Falkerson goes into the Kentucky bench. Their trainer tries to assault our player, where our five foot nine point guard then punks out the trainer. And the Kentucky players, being the pusses that they are, Ty Ty Washington and those guys, they're like, no, we don't want any problems. Tennessee goes on a 15 to one run, and that that's basically a wrap. At that point, it was game over. We punked them. We saw they were hoes. And now I don't know if they'll win another game against us. Well, I'm sure we, we, will, we will revisit this, the SEC tournament and possibly the NCAA tournament. That's yeah. all. We, we're going to be there. So we will see. But we're here to talk about a couple things. We're going to talk okay. about some NBA All-Star selections. We're going to talk a little NBA All-Star game memories. Okay. Some NBA first half standings a little bit. A little heavy on the NBA on the backside. It's kind of why I wanted Deontay on the show this evening, because he is watching them games. But one game I want to talk about that everybody watched was Super Bowl 56. We had the Bengals taking on the Rams. Bengals, unexpected, number one first overall pick two years ago, 4-12 four, four and 12 last year. Joe Burrow's first full season. They unexpectedly win the AFC Championship, and they play against a team that was built, fucked them draft picks. Signed free agents off the waiver wire, did whatever they could. The Los Angeles Rams was essentially a home game for them. Um, Barry, we're going to start with you. Uh, I know we had our expectations going in. Me and you both picked the Rams. Deontay did pick the Bengals to win this game. <clears throat> Your thoughts going in, the vibes, uh, how excited for you for this, all that. Man, it was, uh, it was exciting. Uh, the Bengals answered. They started off rough. And then it seemed like they had complete control of that game, lost it, 
uh, Stafford hit Cup, but with a minute 25, two timeouts, man, you're like, they have done it all year. And I st- I think P. Ryan could have got to that last pass. I saw multiple angles, and I don't think he, he could couldn't. have. No, it was probably five feet away from him into the ground. It would have been a miraculous catch. Well, that, yeah, that's why he's in the NFL, is for reasons to make miraculous catches. It's the Super Bowl. Put your body on the line, son. There's a conversation but, to be had for him even being in the game at that point. Right, and I even that text you, I said, where's Joe Mixon? Right. Why is why is he not in this game? So some coaching problems there, some some decisions. Um, I honestly thought, man, I was like, man, the Bengals got this. A controversial third down, mm. third and goal pass interference call. Uh, terrible call, especially the way you called that whole game. Um, and, you know, of course, Stafford and Cup took advantage. Uh, OBJ got loose early. And we mm-hmm. said, like, you let him start going and it's going to be a problem. And and it was. But, uh, man, the Bengals showed they they are going to be here for a while. <laughs> uh, they hold that team together, man. They are going to be a problem. So uh, it was a really good Super Bowl. I, I enjoyed it. Um, congratulations to Matt Stafford. Got him a ring. He's there. Um, I was glad he didn't throw for over 300 and whatever it was as uh, Eli Manning still has the single greatest postseason by a quarterback statistically. You're welcome, 2011. But yeah, literally, literally, no, literally nobody cares. You you care about that stat. That's that's what I just said. It's great. Well, I'm here's, here's what I saw. And Deontay, we're going to kick to you in here after this. Um, I tell you what, the, I thought the Rams came out cooking. We saw a couple of exchange, a couple of punts to start the game. Then the Rams went pretty much right down the field. They got that fairly easy touchdown to Odell. And Odell, like you said, got loose a little bit. And then the Bengals answered with a field goal. You know, you got a, a Rams touchdown. Then you get the Bengals touchdown off a trick play. The Rams didn't miss that uh, extra point. I thought the big swing in this game, to me, it looked like the Rams were in control. The Stafford was cooking. When Odell went down, yep. I thought was so, so, so big for them. Because I feel like that tightened everything up. They were able to bracket the shit out of, out of cup. You know, one of the things that cup was so effective was you couldn't really give all the attention to him because Odell was there. Before that, Robert Woods was there. You know, so it definitely helps to have that number two. But when Odell went down, and he was about to have one of those games, it looked like. Two catches, 52 yards, one touchdown. I thought the Bengals got away from the run a little bit too much. I thought that Mixon, for the most part, was doing well. He had 15 carries for 72 yards. That's almost five yards a carry. I thought that I would like to see more screens to him. He did have five catches for yards, so the screens weren't quite working out, but I stuck with it. But as we've talked about all year with the Bengals, and it finally came back to bite him in the ass, was the inability to uh, protect Joe Burrow. Uh, Deontay? Yeah, man, that ultimately ended up being the deciding factor. Um, Joe Burrow was sacked, I believe, seven times, two by Vaughn, two by Aaron Donald. And, you know, it's it's sad because, well, the Bengals will be back here, I'm sure, at, at some level. But if they had that offensive line, I'm a firm believer they, they would have won that game. Um, you know, especially at the end, you could see I was watching Burrow, and he looked like a statue. Once he got hurt, he really wasn't mobile. He couldn't move the same. 
Um, you would see when he would drop back, he couldn't um, s- survey the field like he normally does and take at least a little bit of time to find his receivers, and that ultimately hurt him, and the offensive line killed him. Uh, the penalties at the end, I know, you know, yeah. Eli Apple. I don't know why he was even on the roster at that <laughs> point. As we know, he's pretty much killed every team he's ever played on. Why do you have him in the biggest moments in the end zone getting penalties when it counts? I I don't know. I feel like there's got to be some other corner on the street that would have been better than him that you could have signed. Um, I know there's another player that ended up getting a costly penalty. I don't know if it was Bates. Who had that uh, def- uh, pass interference? It was the linebacker. I think it was, it was Wilson. The no, Wilson. Wilson. Okay. okay. So... I don't know. If I'm the refs, you you call the game the same the whole way. I don't see why you're calling those penalties in the most crucial moments. Um, it just felt kind of like everything was being beat down on the Bengals. And that's not saying the Rams didn't earn it because the Rams played phenomenal. And Cooper Cup ultimately won them that game on the offensive side. Yeah, Eli Apple gave up both touchdowns. He uh, had the back-breaking penalty on <clears> – <throat> was the first and goal made it another first and goal or whatever it was i i think me like you guys the rest of america hated that penalty on wilson i thought he made a great play on the ball and again you swallowed the whistle the entire game that was so like could have gone either way type deal that you just kind of let it go i think to make it a fourth down but i mean it's been a problem with nfl officiating all year so in a microcosm in in a weird way it's kind of fucking appropriate, right? That they fucking have their hands fucking in the jar at the end of the fucking game, as usual. Uh, yeah, the inability to protect Burrow, though, is just an absolute problem. But the, but the Bengals, I don't think, really did themselves a lot of favors in protecting. I, mean, I, yeah. I understand there's what you can do, but you can't have these, like, long, slow-developing routes. And we saw in that last play, whenever uh, Aaron Donald did game down, the one Barry you were referring to you thought P. Ryan could have got, the play was designed. You had a rub route up top between Higgins and Uzama, and it worked to perfection. Uzama was wide open. And also, everyone says that this happened, also did happen, is Ramsey fell down, and he had a chase yeah. breaking free. would have been a walk-in touchdown. Now, I think that the ball, your progressions tells you, and obviously Joe Burrow has a sped-up clock in his mind with how he's been getting beat down all game. That ball is coming out to the left side to Uzama for the first down, I think. So I think the chase is a little more overblown than what I, you know, it's easy to say after the fact when a guy's going down all of a sudden we see it happen all the fucking time. Right. But I think the play was designed to go to the left side, to the left hash or to the left sideline right there for the first down to keep the drive going. Cause you had a minute left, whatever it was, you know? So, but there's a whole other conversation we had about the Bengals being back again. Yeah. I think people just easily assume that this happens. And I can say there's a weird stat. And I know these things get broken all the time, but the last 16 quarterbacks that lost their first appearance in the Super Bowl never went back. And there's a Super Bowl, and there's also not a great history of teams that lose the Super Bowl coming back the following year. I feel like we saw that with the Chiefs a little bit this year, right? Mm-hmm. So the Bengals, they, as great as Burrow is, and he covers up a lot of their flaws, which is what a top five elite quarterback does. And he's ahead of schedule. They are a flawed team as far as 
the offensive line. They have the weapons, right? Very comparable to uh, maybe the Cowboys two or three years ago, right? When the offensive line was completely falling apart and you got these monsters on the outside and you got a capable quarterback. I think Burrow is better than Dak, but you got a capable quarterback back there, but you can't protect him, right? Until you, until you get down big and all of a sudden the defense kind of chills out a little bit and goes into pre that And then you get fucking inflated stats. Right. So, yeah. to me, I think Burrow and his numbers were not awesome. 22-33, a touchdown. Higgins was – that's the name we all said, right? I told you. It was going to be the number two guy. Deontay said it. A lot of people said it. He had four catches, two touchdowns. He, I mean, he got away with a face mask, but, hey, things happen in <laughs> NFL. Chase, five for 89. That's, like, contained by his standards. So, I mean, I thought the Bengals put up a valiant effort. They led most of the second half, scoring the first play of the second half after Stafford mm-hmm. threw a pick coming out, which, you know, Stafford, that's what Stafford's going to do, right? He's going he's gonna to give you a chance. So, did you guys think that Cooper Cup deserved the MVP? You got to start with Ben. Uh, absolutely, because I uh, won $120 for for him winning regardless of your bullshit, Regardless of your bullshit gambling, no one cares about Deep down in your heart, do you, dare really you. Think, do you really think that Cup deserved the MVP? Uh, abso- absolutely, I think he did because, like you said, when Odell went down, they—that's who he's going to, and he willed, he fucking willed himself open a few times and 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 made some catches that you know again uh, an elite guy is going to give you but i still go back to that third and goal that was not a pass interference and i think it's a completely different game because then you have to score and you're on the 10 or wherever they were you have to throw go for the end zone and if you don't get that that is ball game mm-hmm. and that call changed everything it was the biggest play of the game mm-hmm. yeah absolutely but Cooper Cup, given the opportunity, he came through. He got his second touchdown, and uh, like I said, he won me 120 bucks. Uh, Deontay, Cooper Cup. Um, no, nah, I, I think Aaron Donald should have won MVP. Good man. Terrible, terrible Good pick. Man. Two sacks, two <laughs> tackles for losses in the backfield the entire way, three, three tackles, uh, another assisted on another. I mean, he wrecked the game. No. <laughs> he, he wrecked the game. Then that last drive, you said minute 25, two timeouts, seems very doable for Joe Burrow. It, Aaron Donald made that not doable. He exploded on that last play. I mean, they had on that fourth, fourth down at the end of the game, they had no chance. None. So, yeah, to me, it was Aaron Donald. I mean, yeah. Cup, yeah, he had two touchdowns, but under 100 yards receiving. Kind of a, I mean, as a game that turned defensive, I think you give it to the defensive player. That's me. If the, if the Bengals would have won, you gave it to T. Higgins. Yep. I agree. I think T. Higgins could have got it if they won. Here's a fun question that's been debated Is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? Deontay. I've been seeing this around a lot, and I'm, yeah. I'm a part that agrees that. Uh, He's been a hall even if he didn't win the Super Bowl, by the end of his career he would have been a Hall of Famer anyway. I think guys 
I, I understand a Super Bowl victory in a ring means a lot in the NFL, but at the end of the day, he would have put up enough stats to be a Hall of Famer. And I don't know. I think it's important that a wide receiver that played with him his entire career is in the Hall of Fame in Megatron. You know, he was throwing Megatron those passes. Um, you know, I know people say the same thing about Philip Rivers. I think Philip Rivers will be a Hall of Famer someday as well. I, a lot of those, a lot of these guys will. Maybe it's because we're in a pass happy league, so a lot of those numbers are a lot more inflated. But it's gonna happen. He may not be. He if he did not win a ring, he may not have been first ballot, but he still would have made it. He is twelfth overall in NFL history. With 49,995 passing yards. So he'll, he'll hit a slant start the season and get 50,000 passing yards next year. Uh, Barry. I, I agree with Deontay. I think he would have been uh, a Hall of Famer regardless. Um, those years in Detroit, though, I mean, some of those teams were just absolutely atrocious. And him and Megatron were the bright spots. They were the reason you tuned in to watch. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, he might not he might not have been first ballot. I'll say that. He might not have been first ballot. This ring solidifies him as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Whereas Phillip Rivers coming out of that quarterback class, he didn't get one. I mean, well, I'm saying out of like like Roethlisberger, you always have the quarterback, you know, Roethlisberger, Eli, Phillip Rivers, those guys. Um, it's just, man, I, I don't know if Phillip Rivers will be first ballot, but I think Matt Stafford now solidified himself as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, I will tell you, he's going to have the numbers. Now, I know we're in the past happy league and that taken into account. I know that Richard Sherman, I thought was speaking in extremes is like no MVPs, no this, no that. I kind of agree with what Julian Edelman said. This is the first time he's had a capable team and he won the Super Bowl. Right. You know what I mean? And no MVPs, nothing. I mean, he played for the fucking Detroit Lions. And and look who's in the fucking – when you go look back in history here in the next 30, 40 years, you're going to go oh, Aaron Rodgers, fucking Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. You're going to look at those quarterbacks and go, holy fuck, like what a golden era of quarterbacks. And a dude didn't win an MVP. He, okay, he didn't win an MVP award. Okay. He played right, for the yeah. fucking, he played for the Lions. And Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and and all these guys are winning Super Bowl. Aaron Rod, they're winning fucking Super Bowls because their teams were better. And like you said, his first time, he has a capable team with a legit shot to win. He goes and wins. So, I mean, you got to fucking just tip your cap and go, okay, you got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, almost 50,000 passing yards. And, and also, another thing, the two highest single-season receiving yard totals in a single Megatron. season played with fucking Matt Stafford. Megatron and Cooper Cup. Bingo. That's yeah. nuts. You know, so, the, the, and one of the best arm talents I think the game's ever seen, it's... I tell you what, I know people say, like, you got to have a franchise quarterback to win in the league. How about the Detroit Lions had a fucking franchise quarterback for fucking 11, 12 years, whatever it was, and didn't do shit with him? 
That's that's a good one. I would have killed for that career in Cleveland. Right. Right. I was trying to see who the. uh, With that, I have a question for you guys. So with everybody saying that Matt Stafford wasn't going to be a Hall of Famer, he didn't deserve to be a Hall of Famer. Why do you think it is that in the NBA people don't really people don't really bring that up too much. Like there's people already looking at, let's say like a Damian Lillard saying, Oh, if he retired today, he'd be a hall of famer or let's take Charles Barkley or Carl Malone that never won or that didn't win a, a championship, but nobody questions the fact that they're a hall of famer because they put up insane stats. So Stafford put up insane stats and he still has multiple years of his career, but people are saying, no, he doesn't deserve it. What, what's the difference between NBA and NFL that people aren't, you know what I mean? I think that, like, because it's the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. You don't say that about left tackle. You don't say that about running backs. You don't say that about linebackers. It helps, but you don't quite put the emphasis on it because it's literally the most important position in sports. Now, NBA, I do – I would hear more arguments. I do think that does get brought up some, but, like, a lot of the names you listed, like Carl Malone, Clyde Drexel, they played against Jordan. And they, guys the, they had finals appearances. And Stafford played against Brady. Yeah, right. and of, they had exactly. NBA yeah. finals appearances. Like, they made the dance at least once, right. whereas Stafford had never made the fucking dance. You know I mean? He had never made the finals. And so that for the NBA, I think that's kind of where it's like, okay, they made the finals, but they ran into fucking Jordan. And you also, I, mean? I, think, I think the NFL is Hall of Fame's more hallowed halls than the basketball hall of fame in Springfield. Yeah. We're like guys that are probably more on the fence and more likely to get in the NBA just to celebrate their career because it's a museum for the game, which is maybe how the NFL should approach it more maybe because I think I've don't you, I've, I've grew up an hour from the hall of fame. I've been in the hall of fame. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's basically what it is. a museum for the game. As far as like that bus goes, the actual hall of famers, that is more hallowed. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's more comparable to Cooperstown, right? Cooperstown, Canton, and then Springfield's kind of below that, in my opinion. I could be wrong. And also, there's college and NBA that goes into the same Hall of Fame. Right. You know, so it's not just the it's not just the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the basketball Hall. You know, so it's, right. the, I think that the, the entire body of a career gets factored in more as opposed to individual success tied to team goals. That makes sense. Yeah, I got you. I don't know. Or I could be wrong. I could be I could be fucking wrong, but to me, I thought Stafford was on the fence before he went to L.A. and now he's definitely. I don't know if he's first ballot. I, th- I think by the time he's done, he's first because he'll be by the time he's done. How old is he? Stafford. He came out his rookie year was two thousand nine. Yeah, I mean, so he's in his what like probably thirty three, thirty four years old. Yeah. I mean, so say he has six years. I mean, he could be end up potentially being in the top five all-time passing, passing yards and things like that. So, I mean, and, and you factor in a ring there, I think he's he's in there. Okay. Here's a question. Okay. You guys, we're, we're putting Stafford in. Okay. Matt Ryan. Now, he's let in. me just tell you, before I, <clears throat> before I get into this, let me just preface this. He has an MVP. Yep. He has he's been in the league one year longer than Stafford. 
He has 10,000 more passing yards. Mm-hmm. He has 40 more, pa- 40 more touchdown passes and 10 more interceptions. And the rating is four points high. The quarterback rating is four points higher than Stafford's. Now, he's played in a lot more games because he's played in 40 more games, and that's probably a test to his durability. Went, played in one Super Bowl and blew a 20-3 to lead. To Tom Brady. To Tom Brady. So I'm going to ask this. Deontay, I'm going to start with you. Matt Stafford, Hall of Famer. He, Matt Stafford, yes. Matt Ryan, yes. Uh, Matt Ryan, oh. I'm sorry. Matt Ryan. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer as well. Again, it goes into, like you said, he has an MVP. He's at least had a Super Bowl appearance, and the, and the stats are there. And longevity. He's he's going to be in the league a couple more years. Atlanta seems pretty tied to him for at least next two years. So if you got two more years, I, I think of starting quarterback Matt Ryan adding to those stats. Maybe then he goes be a, a backup somewhere as like a mentor type piece. He's he's going to be in. I think a lot of people discredit the the stats portion. And from what we've seen, at least what I feel like in the NFL a lot too, is people do look at stats a lot. They'll say, oh, well, this, like a running back, they have to have X amount of rushing yards before people consider them that they're in. They have to have X amount of touchdowns. Like, and I know you said quarterback, like how they're more important, but he's in. Every every passing metric is better than Stafford's. The only thing he lacks is a Super Bowl win, as opposed, but he does have the MVP. Did you realize he had the eighth most passing yards in NFL history before I told you that? Because I didn't. No. Did not at all. That's the only reason I brought that up because I was looking like, holy shit, this is like. Very interesting. So, Barry, Matt Ryan, Hall of Famer? I don't think he's first ballot. And and this is why, is, is there guys that win an MVP or they have they have these years, but they're, they get forgotten. You know what I mean? Like, it's not as, as exciting or that name isn't there. You know, like, like Frank Gore. Like, if if somebody said, oh, Frank Gore, Hall of Famer, if you watch football or something, you'd be like, yeah, man, he, but that name doesn't, isn't like synonymous with Hall of Fame. Like Barry Sanders, you're like Hall of Famer, no doubt. Like Matt Ryan, you got to think about it. Because like you just said, you didn't know. You didn't know <laughs> he had that. So to me, that clicks into the, eh, he, he, he'll get in. But it might be second or third ballot, in my now, opinion. I will, I will say Matt Ryan's. If you look at his stats year by year, it's more like it's very consistent, right? Mm-hmm. So you're looking at four thousand over four thousand passing yards. You're looking at thirty touchdowns. You're looking at low double digit interceptions. You're looking at the quarterback rating between ninety and hundred every single year. Oh. Now that's maybe he should be punished for that. But Stafford does have a couple touchdown pass, couple seasons where he threw for over 40 touchdown passes. You know, so he's had a couple more splash seasons, and he also has the injuries to go along with it. So maybe when he's been on the field, he's been more productive. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something to be said to that, but, you know, they always say the best ability is availability, you know? So I put Stafford in, but I think it's going to be a lot more debated 
than Matt Stafford. I don't know if that's fair, but that's what it's going to be. Right, and a lot of things is going to be, hey, blue 28-3 lead. He couldn't hang on to a, a you know twenty five point lead. He's missed three games. His, he's missed three games his entire career, <clears throat> and that's cool. I mean, you've had Julio Jones, um, Roddy White. Baby. Hell, who was his? Yeah, Roddy White. I mean, he's had some good, good teams, and he just hasn't been able to get it done. And that and that plays into it too. <clears throat> Stafford never had those teams. Stafford so never me, had a, a Roddy White and a Julio Jones. He just had a Megatron. So we play the game. <clears throat> put Stafford in Atlanta. Put Ryan in Detroit. Are they putting up the are they putting up the same numbers? That, see, that's a great question. I don't think so. Who's putting up the better numbers? I think Stafford's putting up the better numbers. I think Stafford and I put think up the you better got, numbers. Yeah, with Julio Jones and Roddy White. And he yeah. had uh, De- uh, Devonta Freeman, Michael Turner, those teams. Michael too. Burner, yeah. Turner. Yeah, but so I think I like a lot that. of that too is the Lions are the Lions were just such a shithole, man. I mean, I like that. Good. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say like when we talking or when we're talking about stats, if Matt Ryan was on the Lions, are we just talking pure like offensive stats or also record based? Like, do we do we think Matt Ryan could have won a few more games? Are you saying that? Sure, sure. I think he could have won a few more games, but it, they still would have been bad. And I think that's just because Matt Ryan is a a bit more of a um, he doesn't throw as many picks. He's not as uh, careless with the ball. And I think maybe that could have helped them out at least win a few more games. So here, I like this. Barry Barry saying his talent would have him put up better numbers in Atlanta. And probably, would he, would he win as much as Matt Ryan did, Barry? Well, and I forgot this. He had Tony Gonzalez sitting there, too. Yeah, I forgot about that. I yeah. mean, and you got a fucking all-timer, top two tight end. But then Deontay says he goes to Detroit. He might have a little more success because he trusts Matt Ryan's ability to manage the game a little better than Stafford. Where but, Stafford has the the... the insane arm talent that it's sexier to put him in that offense in Atlanta. And I think they win more. And I think Atlanta's defense was better than Detroit's defense, obviously. Hell of a conversation. That is true. Because I think no matter what Matt Ryan does to manage the game, that defense, I mean, that team went 0-16. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, John wasn't John. No, Dan Orlowski and John Kitna were quarterbacks for that team, weren't they? There was no. Uh, that was before Stafford got there. That before was the, Stafford, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. But I mean, that's what he took over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's he took that over. Oh God! I remember, he beat the Browns one time with a separated shoulders rookie year. I was like, Golly, I'd love to have that kid on my team. All right, moving on. NBA All Star Game. This weekend in Cleveland, I'm not going. It's insanely priced. Insanely priced. Thought about going up there. You got enough Ohio players up that way, but nobody's really making the trip. But going to the All-Stars here, we got Team Durant. Got the stars going to be Embiid, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Wiggins, and Trey Young. Durant, of course, not playing. 
On the bench, you got LaMelo Ball. He replaced Durant. Devin Booker, Gobert, Levine, Middleton. Duante Murray, which I love. Colin Anthony Towns, Draymond Green. And the team LeBron. I hate they don't do East and West anymore. Team LeBron, you got Giannis, Steph, DeMar, LeBron, Jokic. Harden not playing, so James Jared Allen replaced him. Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, Luka. James Harden not playing, obviously. Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Fred Van Vliet. Deontay, you watch a ton of NBA basketball. Are you cool with these all-star rosters? Are you cool with everybody that made it? You think somebody else should have? Is there somebody here not deserving? Um, I would say I'm – so I don't think Wiggins should be there. I know his fan vote. Really? I don't think Wiggins should be there at all. I personally, I know he's there because mainly the fan vote. I think that the fan, I've said for a long time, I think the fans shouldn't be allowed to vote. I understand that the all-star game is supposed to be for the fans and be fun. I may, I've always been someone that takes it a little more seriously just because the amount of all-star games that you've been to ends up factoring into Hall of Fame and contracts and things like that. So it's a little more important to me. Um, and I just feel like, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of Wiggins. Like I liked him in Minnesota and stuff too, but he doesn't deserve to be there. I, I think, you know, prior to him being there, I mean, we're playing positionless basketball at this point anyway. I felt like DeJounte Murray should have been there instead of Wiggins. And I'm not talking about, a, I guess, as a starter, just on the team in general, prior to being named as a replacement. Um, you know, if I really sat down and thought about each of the rosters, I feel like I could have picked someone more deserving the Wiggins. I just don't think he performed enough to, at, to be named an all-star. Um, prior to Jared Allen making it, I felt like he should have been there instead of Chris Middleton. Um, I like Chris Middleton a lot. He's had a great season. He's turned it up a bit more recently. But as for the entire season, Jared Allen smokes Chris Middleton when it comes to importance of the team and statistically. So those are mainly my two gripes, but Allen's in now. I think LaMelo Ball's deserved to be there as well, averaging like 19-7-7 seven and seven on the season. Super fun to watch. I think there could have even been a case for Mike, um, for Miles Bridges being there over Chris Middleton as well. Yes. Um, he's, I mean, the freaking jump that that dude's made this year is crazy. You know, a lot of people look to him as just a dunker, this kind of splash type dude. And he has just become an all-around phenomenal player. Great defensively as well. He's in the top five for defensive uh, player of the year right now. So I I think he should have been uh, – he's at least another name that would have been thrown out. But Barry? I think everybody that uh, should have been there got there, uh, even as a replacement. Uh, Murray, I thought, should have been there. He got there. Uh, LaMelo got there. But yeah, if you sat down and you know you you kind of nitpicked every team, of course there's going to be some snubs. There's going to be guys that should have made it. Um, I think I'm I'm happy with who's there. I mean, Luca coming off the bench is crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean those those teams are stacked. It'll it'll be a fun game, hopefully to watch. Yeah, I was. Again, Miles Bridges was a tough leave-off for me, too, Deontay. I thought that he was over Middleton for sure. I know I'm in the stream. I already didn't love Draymond Green as an all-star. I don't know who else you put out there. Maybe Paul George. 
but he's missed a bunch. He's missed some games here recently. What about Shea? Well, I was guessing no, Shea Gilders Alexander. I like him. I also like uh, if you're gonna go power forward, Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh yeah, Triple J. So, but I think for the most part they got it right. They ended up getting it right because I feel like initially you got to have one of those Hornets on there. Of course. You know, so that was, I mean, the highest scoring team in the NBA. Fun to watch. Excited to see LaMelo ball in an all-star game. Yeah. That's going to be really fun. But, yeah, I mean, I still wish they had an east-west, although the draft was unintentionally hilarious because somebody had to draft James Harden, and Durant was not going to do it, and LeBron didn't do it on purpose. (laughs) Just, I mean, absolute high comedy. And that was, yes, that was good shit. Uh Beginning of the year, dude, if you told me we had two Cavaliers on the All-Star team, I would not believe you. Would not believe you. I, I know I'm turning to a bit of a homer here, but two guys in their first All-Star appearance, it just shows you the strides that the, uh, the organization has made and their team to trend up. Darius Garland is – I'll tell you what. After they got the starters sorted out, he was LeBron's second reserve picked. And Durant, you could tell Durant was going to pick him. So, I mean – and I watched the Cavs, obviously, closely, a lot more closely than any other team in the league. He is one of the best closers in the league, I feel like. He gets the offense going. And I think since Colin Sexton's went down, he has went up to another stratosphere as far as where his game is. Also, I think the Olympic experience last offseason helped him out a lot as far as his confidence and what he can do and what the fact that like he believes he belongs in the league now. Well, to me, and you know, you're talking about the Cavs, that sets up Saturday night, the skills challenge, where you have Team uh, Antetokounmpo, you know, you got Giannis, the Nasus, and Alex taking on Team Cavs with Jared Allen, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley. And then Team Rooks, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy, youngest player to ever record a triple-double now. Old Josh Giddy there for the Thunder. So I think that's going to be actually exciting to watch. I love that that skills competition kind of shows you who can do what and like I said I think Garland could be the most talented guy in that competition I think the I mean, rookies are the most versatile though yeah I mean Giannis is Giannis but as just straight up like talent talent I think Garland could be the most talented guy on the floor with the ball in his hands yeah yeah 100% and it's crazy too because originally it looked like even though he was inefficient as heck, it looked like Colin Sexton was going to be the guard out of those two. Yeah. Which is wild. And then, like you said, it sucks to say, you know, but that injury, best thing that ever could have happened. Found out what you had. Yeah, and that's... It is what it is. You know, it's it's unfortunate. There's a reason I think they didn't extend Colin Sexton and... People say he's an asshole, but whatever. Uh, Rising Stars game is something I always love. Again, is LaMelo going to play in this game, too? He is. Mm, that's a good question. Wow. LaMelo's always going to play. Now, I saw they uh, they have rosters. I saw those four. I'm not sure how they're going to do this. I'm very confused, actually. But they have four separate rosters I'm looking at now. Team Barry, Team Isaiah, Team Peyton, and Team Worthy. They had a draft. Oh, it was a tournament. Yeah, I was gonna say I think they're gonna pl- the two of them's gonna play each other, and the winners of those games play the other one to for the championship. Oh, oh that's fun. 
And that starts, I don't know the rules of the game. Is it just a normal-ass game? I'm guess I'm sure it'll be like a 10-minute time, you know, instead of 12, or there'll be oh, some. Cut it down. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I don't know, but I'm curious to see how it's going to go, right? It's better than seeing, like, 180 to 160, and guys right. just throw lobs from third quarter on. So if there's some kind of incentive and guys get into it and they create competition, I'm all about that. Now, if they just lollygag through it, I don't blame the players one bit. Yeah, I don't need Evan Mobley out there fucking diving for balls and shit. Like, you know what I mean? But that's fun. I like that. Now we have the uh, the dunk contest. What else? We have a we have a clutch challenge, right? I'm sorry. This 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 segment just slowed to a fucking halt. Yeah. Well, the, the two main ones are the three point contest and the dunk contest. Trying to find who's in the three. Who you got for the three-point contest? Uh, we got Fred Van Fleet from the Raptors, Desmond Bain for the Grizzlies, Luke Kennard for the Clippers, Zach Levine for the Bulls, CJ McCollum just recently traded to the Pelicans. You got Patty Mills, Carl Anthony Towns is coming out for the three-point competition, and Trey Young. So to me, I'm gonna take. Luke Kennard or Trey Young, and I think I think if Trey Young gets hot, it could be a wrap. I'm gonna go ahead and pick Luke Kennard, uh, the Ohio player from Franklin, Ohio, which is just outside of Dayton. And I'm gonna go Desmond Bean. Sleeper Patty Mills. Oh, so Patty Mills can go off. Who we got for a dunk contest, Barry? My God, absolutely terrible. Uh, Obi Toppin. Uh, Jalen Green, Cole Anthony, and Juan Toscano-Anderson. Give me Jalen Green. I'll go Cole Anthony. I'll take Obi, just for fucking comedy. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on a little bit. Just before we get out of here, I want to talk uh, NBA first half standings. Because it's been kind of a wild first half. Highly entertained to me because, again, my Cavs are kind of back in the mix. Top six to East, we got the Heat, the Bulls, the Bucks, the Cavs, Sixers, Celtics, all separated by three and a half games. Then seven through ten, you got the Raptors, Nets, Hornets, and Hawks. I Let's just talk about the East for a second. Uh, I worry a lot about the Nets, especially if Kyrie. I don't know what they're going to do about that New York mandate. And it's kind of weird. I'm not going to talk about COVID or whatever, but – how it doesn't affect visiting players, it only affects home players. That doesn't make much sense to me at all. Like, it's just, it's weird. If you're going to have a rule, have a rule for everybody, not just certain fucking people. But Heat are a surprise for me. Bulls, they came together a lot quicker than I thought. Bucks are going to be there. The Cavs, I think, are obviously the biggest surprise. Sixers are coming, and the Celtics are definitely coming. Uh, Barry, your thoughts on the East in the first half? Uh, tell you what, Miami. I'm I'm really really surprised at Miami being up at the top. Um, Milwaukee's hang, you know they're going to hang around. They're going to be there. Um, Philly um, getting Ben Simmons down there, you know, or getting rid of Ben Simmons. Sorry, picking up James Harden. Uh, we'll see how that works out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Brooklyn. Uh, just came back and won that game. 
That's absolute. Seth Curry said, fuck you guys. I'm Steph's brother. Went six for nine from the three-point line. Um, I think the two teams to sit here and watch in the se- going into the second half is Charlotte and Atlanta. At the, They're nine and ten right now. Um, very easily could get hot and, and make a run at the playoffs. Hornets two and eight in the last ten. So it's yep. trending in the wrong direction. Hawks five and five. Um, the Celtics are the team. They've won nine in a row. Yep. And they've they've definitely made the jump here. So let's let's see what they're going to be, especially with with a, a new head coach. Brooklyn is such a wild card down there at eight. But I'd be happy to cast stay in that top six now. That little play-in shit they got that I fucking can't stand. Nick's huge disappointment. Everywhere else down there, terrible. Uh, but yeah, I like Deontay. I'm sorry. Your thoughts on the East? Um, I'm also agree with you, Barry. I'm shocked by the Miami Heat. Super, super shocked with them. I never expected them to be a one seed at all. Um, the Bulls. I knew that the Bulls are going to be good. I didn't think they were going to be this good. Um, they're the team I really think come playoff time you have to watch and more more so just because even though they're as a team they're still young together I mean they got the talent and those fans are I mean I've watched some of their games those fans are so excited to have a good Bulls team after not having anything since like Derrick Rose was there um I think that they could make a nice push in the playoffs um 76ers I just I've never been a James Harden guy. I don't trust James Harden. Part of the reason he wanted to leave Brooklyn, apparently, is because he wanted to run iso ball. Durant and Steve Nash wanted to run more team ball. You're not going to do iso ball down there in Philly. Doc Rivers with, ain't going to allow Kevin that. Standing out there. <laughs> right. And the, right. Joe, you don't just have Joel and be the number two, potentially number one guy for the MVP race. You're just going to run iso ball and not let him do anything. So. I think that's going to be a mess. Celtics, I, I, they don't really, if I was other teams, they wouldn't worry me. I just don't trust Tatum and Brown. I, so, I mean, I would say if I had to pick an Eastern Conference Finals, I'd go Bulls and Bucks. That's what I was going to say. I like the Bucks coming out of the East right now. I mean, to them, to me, you got to, it goes through Milwaukee. If you want to get out of the East. Also, Barry, announcement. This just happened. Literally right now. The Pacers are waiving Tristan Thompson, and he will immediately sign with Chicago once he clears waivers. Really? I thought for yep. sure he was going to come back to Cleveland. Yep. So he's wow. going for a ring. He's. I mean, he's supposed to retire at the end of this year, apparently. So he can't retire. He's got he's got a lot of child support. He's got to pay, doll. That is true. But, he's uh, made a lot of money. He's been represented by Clutch Sports. He's been they've done very well by him. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the Kardashians have taken all that. But uh, <laughs> um, my Eastern Conference Finals, like you said, and this is kind of why I think Chris Middleton gets in to the All Star game. Is he's in? He yeah, I know that's why he got in. Is I think he made his name last year in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and people really really know he can. He can get after it. Um, I, I I agree with you. I think uh, Milwaukee, and I I love Demar Derozan what he's doing in Chicago, so I agree with you, Deontay. Uh, Chicago and Milwaukee. 
Yeah, I like that. I like Milwaukee coming out. And in the West, real quick, not quite as – definitely not as tight as the East. Yeah, the Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies, Jazz, Mavericks, Nuggets in the top six, separated by 15 games. Suns are uh, five and a half up on the Warriors. And seven through ten, you got the Timberwolves, Clippers, Lakers, and Blazers. Um, Lakers need to get off their ass. Deontay, I know you're going to have something to say about that. Phoenix, just the best closing team in the NBA. Chris Paul, the best point guard in the NBA. I love that team so much. They're so fun to watch. They're so well coached. They're balanced. They play hard. They play defense. I like them a lot. The Warriors, I think trying to mix in Clay, Steph. I feel like trying to find his way since Clay got that kind of lineup. Maybe deferring a little more than what he usually would. Grizzlies, super fucking fun team to watch. I like the Warriors right now in the, in the West. I know that's cherry picking because they're top two, but to me, it's it's them two, and then it's kind of everybody else behind them. Deontay, you watch a lot more of the West. Your thoughts? Um, I think that. Again, if I had to pick a Western Conference Finals, I would pick Suns and Grizzlies. I think the sleeper team is the Nuggets. And that all relies on Jamal Murray. All relies on Jamal Murray. Because, you know, Jokic has been absolutely insane. Legitimately having the best statistical season in NBA history. Of course, you know, efficiency-wise and all those advanced metrics uh, taken into account. But... Without Jamal Murray there, there's some nights where they just look absolutely terrible. I mean, unwatchable to a point. Um, but yeah, Grizzlies, I I like the Warriors. I mean, of course, like you said, with one and two. But something about that Grizzly team just feels special. It reminds me of kind of the, the Bengals of this year, being the underdog and making it all the way. I could see the Grizzlies making a really nice push in the playoffs. I just love what they have going on. Great coaching. I like I like the team. Man, uh, I the Suns they're they're there every year. It's they they do this to you every year. They get there, they get there, and then something crazy happens, like Chris Paul getting his shoulder ripped off and just ruined <laughs> ruined everything. Um, Devin Booker showed he can absolutely go insane at any time. And play out his mind. Um, Golden State, man. Clay Thompson. If Clay Thompson gets back to half of what he was, they are they're the team coming out of the West. So I'm going to take the Suns and the Warriors, and I'm going to take Golden State coming out. And I would say I would almost I would I'd say Golden State and uh, Milwaukee in the finals. I'd be my two. Yeah, I think we're going to get a repeat. I like, I like Phoenix coming out. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you my first half MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Coach of the Year. My MVP, I got Joe Allen Bede. My Rookie of the Year, I got Evan Mobley. And my Coach of the Year, I got B.J. Bickerstaff. Uh, Barry. I, I agree with you with Embiid. Uh, rookie of the Year, I would I'd agree with you, Evan Mobley. And Coach of the Year... Um, down in Miami. Oh, is that as Spolsters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, he's number one seat, and I no one I think expected that. So I'm gonna give it give it to him. Deontay, MVP, Jokic, 
Um, rookie, Evan Mobley. And for coach, Taylor Jenkins, Grizzlies. Mm. I love it. Uh, anything else you boys want to add before we get out of here? Um, no. Um, I guess anything specific or surprising about the trade deadline at all? Anything uh, that just... caught you off guard? Anything you wish your team would have did? I know I was happy about the Karis Levert deal with the Cavs. I really was. I don't think they had a lot more to add because they don't know how much they're looking to add salary wise because I feel like they're ahead of schedule right now. You know, so how much do you go all in? And obviously that LeBron thing's kind of looming too. But I don't think you really I think if that if I'm the Cavs, that happens, that happens. I don't really plan for it at all. Uh yeah, the only thing I really wanted for the Cavs is another wing, and they addressed that, and I feel like they got one of the best ones available in Karis LeVert. I know they kicked the, car, the tires on Ben Simmons. I didn't love it. I do love him in, the, in Brooklyn, though, so I think he's going to fit very well there. A little confused about how Harden's going to work in Philly with the ISO two-man game they're going to try to run, I guess. But I guess we'll see. That was a little confusing to me. And the Lakers, and the Lakers not doing a damn thing was – very surprising to me because LeBron never really sits, stands pat. Uh, Deontay, I know you're going to have something to say about that. So trade deadline. Oh, that day was one of the most stressful days of being a basketball fan in my life. I was working. <laughs> I had to drive to Houston for work and I had notifications on and it just kept going off. Trade, 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 trade. Never once involved the Lakers. Um, <laughs> I really didn't care what we did as long as we did something. Um, you know, I know, we're a bad team, and I think that we're going to be a bad team the rest of the year, regardless of what move we made. But I just wanted at least something that shows, hey, we're trying. And that didn't happen. Um, I know afterwards there's been stuff that's come out, like we apparent we try to get Terrence Ross from Orlando. Um, the bit, the whole thing that the Rockets wanted to send us Wall and Christian Wood, and all we would have had to give up potentially was Westbrook and a first-round pick in 2027, but the Lakers refused to give up a pick, so that trade fell through. It's it's bad. It's bad. So, as a Lakers fan, it ain't pretty. <laughs> Barry, trade deadline? Not, I just enjoyed uh, Deontay's Twitter that day as yeah. he wrecked the Lakers' front office. It was beautiful. Uh, Deontay, before we get out of here, why don't you go ahead and plug all your stuff, brother? Of course, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore under the knife, or you can check out my music shop at Hollow Ground Distro. That's on Instagram. Uh, the URL for it is hollowground.bigcartel.com. Barry? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at bfrost28, and you can also hear me here twice a week you know so that's also a bonus so eric would you drop the credentials sir and plug plug where you're going where i'm plug going all your yeah well, all your stuff plug it all baby <laughs> i'm not going i'm not going anywhere because everybody in my house has covid but me so i'm locked in my office i'm not going anywhere right now so but you can follow me on twitter at eric brown 740 but always follow the show on twitter instagram and tiktok by searching at Doing the Favor. Find our shirts at whatamaneuver.net. Go to our shirt store, shop by store, Doing the Favor podcast. Buy one of each one. We got Husky Heartthrobs. We got Legwork. We got Ohio Players. All kind. They got the original design. We got everything on there, man. So check it out for sure. Uh, 
yeah, thank you guys all so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely. And again, Deontay, thanks for coming on, brother. We'd love having you on. Appreciate you, Deontay. And thank with you that, very much as all. Oh. No, go ahead, Deontay. I cut you oh, off. Oh, no. Sir. I was just You're under the think, knife, brother. <laughs> under the knife. Uh, I just want to thank both of you gentlemen for having me on once again. It's always an honor and uh, hope to be back on soon. I'm sure we'll do it again. Absolutely. And with that, good night and God bless. Yeah. Hey. It goes one, two, three into the foe. Eric Abaria up with ETF and that's for show. If you don't come correct, you get your ass fold. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live Shit, we'll be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah, doing the favor Doing the favor. Uh, doing the favor. Until next time, doing the favor.